The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim, certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual. And why are gay men so sassy? Because we're all fucking assholes. But, um, no, okay. No, that... Mm, I, I didn't no. want to disrupt your, your opening. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. That was... Mm, I, I, I wasn't even feeling it at that point. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, listeners, the very handsome voice that you hear on the other end of the mic is none other than Kale, the founder, the CEO, the, I don't know what else, the head honcho, the boss-ass bitch of the Moan app. <laughs> the biggest hoe on Moan. The go. biggest hoe on Moan. <laughs> hey, Kale, how are you? I'm great, Tim. Thank you for having me on and also... Thank you for being part of the community and one of our early featured users. Oh my God, you did not have to give me all the credit. (laughs) (laughs) I I gave you more titles than you gave me. (laughs) I know, seriously, like I'm going to die. If I do not have any attention on me, I will die like Tinkerbell. Um, (laughs) uh, So anyways, before we start off, Kale, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and Moan? Hi, I am Kel. Uh, I am the queer founder of Moan, and Moan is the leading audio community for conversation centered on sexual wellness. And what we're doing is bringing together experts as well as just different communities onto one platform to share experiences and knowledge and really move the conversation forward in a positive way and have a lot of fun. So really, it's this like mismatch of expert expert commentary, community-driven conversations, and sometimes some NSFW rooms um, all together in one place. I like how you said experts, and then you you dropped my name. I'm like, have you seen my content? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm an expert in the loosest sense of the word. (laughs) Oh my god. We actually have, I think now, over like 500 experts on the app who are actually certified experts in some capacity. Oh, wow! So I'm not the only one. Okay, all right. That makes me feel a little bit better because I feel like the advice I give out whenever I'm in rooms is like absolute garbage and I just tell people, (laughs) we'll learn what not to do by example. You know, that's actually, uh, you know, that's that's one way of learning is what not to do. Well, that's how I got into sex education in the first place is like, I made a shit ton of mistakes. I hope nobody repeats my mistakes. Like getting a whole ass butt plug stuck inside of my ass oh. Oh. Mm, flare base and all <laughs> we, have, we, we haven't heard that on the Mona yet have I not talked about this story I don't, I don't think you have <laughs> I swear to god I'm like I'm basically an open book like my legs are as open as the book right so you know I feel the geez. same way I'm pretty open about it what's funny though is like <laughs> you know just in terms of like talking openly about sex I've always been that guy that like people go to when they get around they want to talk about sex and I'm not sure if that's just because like that's where I exude <laughs> but, but like and like because I like try to pull it out of them I don't know but like you know I lived in Copenhagen for a number of years which is a really really like I don't want to say conservative by any means because they're not they're very like uh, they're very progressive but in terms of like conversation topics sex isn't usually on the, on the table to talk about and somehow living over there I was always the go-to guy to talk about like someone's recent like hookups or something they want to try and I'm like fucking tell me about it let's go let's go because i'll tell you all the stuff i've done <laughs> look at you kale the sex therapist come oh, through not a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> neither am i but people have been telling me like aren't you a therapist i'm like not in the least bit i do not i can barely therapize myself so do not come to me for help unless like mm, it's more anal related your problems here only your fun Yeah, only your fun, because I cannot help you with your problems when I can barely help my own. Um, 
So wait, uh, how, how did you get to such a, a cool, sex-positive place? Like, tell us a little bit about like what it was like growing up as a gay man. You know, I, you know, I, I was recently featured in Men's Health uh, as like one of the seventeen queer voices. That All right, about. diva. Okay. <laughs> but I just want to point that out because some of the information's in there. But you know, I was raised in a very progressive family. I'm from Texas, but I was raised in a very progressive family. Very cool. Is everything family. bigger in Texas? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <Zero> hesitation. <laughs> We're talking about see this. I my hands right now, but <laughs> wow, shoulder uh, to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. These are some broad shoulders, <laughs> and that's just the width. <laughs> I have met a challenge. I have not met a challenge. I have not turned down. Oh my god! So you know, I uh, yeah, I grew up in a very progressive uh, household. My family was very cool with everything. Um, you know, sex was openly talked about uh, in a very positive way. Even in that type of environment, you know, I didn't come out until you know twenty three. Um, oh wow, later than me. Yeah, I came out at twenty three. What? I was out at 22 because I was sleeping with the wrong person. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. Uh, but, you know, I was out in a different city than where, you know, I was from. So I had just moved there. I had just moved to LA. And yeah, so I had one of those experiences that kind of, I don't know, scared me, but also pushed me out of the closet and made me become a little more comfortable with myself and kind of that identity. And then when I met my, you know, former ex, my, my ex-husband, you know, I had come out about that time, right? When he and I had first met. Um, and that's when I felt very comfortable with like, who I was and yeah, what I wanted in my life. So then I just came out that way. I mean, as, as a lot of people do, I came out bisexual first. Um, <laughs> stepping stone. Like, <laughs> stepping stone. It's like, okay. Uh, last time I was with a woman was, uh, <laughs> 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 do I have any interest? No. Yeah. So I came out first as obviously like sexually fluid and then bisexual and then gay. And I now I identify like all honestly identify as, what is it? It's it's sexually fluid, homo romantic. So I am a gay man because I want to be in a long term relationship with a man, right? Sexually, I'm intimate. However, sexually, I'm also into women. And so for me, I that's how I kind of distinguish it. And I got a lot of that information actually from Mistress K, who's one of the featured users on the app. Uh, kind of gave me that language. So yeah, it's been a full journey for me from you know uh, closeted gay boy to. To fluid to gay to married <laughs> now yeah. divorce. <laughs> yes divorce come yes, through divorce. with the alimony <laughs> <laughs> i would argue that your journey has not come to an end yet or maybe oh, you're still in the self-discovery not. because coming out is like a lifelong thing oh, absolutely. Right? and also just discovery i mean like the things that i am into sexually but also things that like i'm not into also, just like how I approach a lot of my relationships now, uh, both, you know, in terms of like uh, sexual relationships, partners, but also uh, friendships and the people I just want in my life professionally. I think, you know, knowing who I am has given me much greater understanding of what I want in any type of relationship I have. Right. So whether that is someone I would be in business with, someone who's going to um, you know, be a partner, life partner, or someone I'm just going to fuck. Right. I mean, I'm not that nope. sure. <laughs> um, well, let's be honest, okay? I'm not putting that much thought into that part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I I wish I could say I can relate because at some point in my escorting journey, mixing business and pleasure was like a very, very gray line. So <laughs> I'm wondering then, have you ever had the temptation of mixing business and pleasure? Or like, is that... Yeah, I have. Um, you know, yes, I have. <laughs> I will not go into detail, but yes, I have. Uh, I have slept with coworkers. I have slept with. Haven't uh, we all? <laughs> I have hooked up with partners who I then got into business with. I have. Uh, yeah, things have happened. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, I, I. It's one of those things that I don't necessarily regret, but it's also something I now know going forward that I need to really draw a clear line of like where I will not step, right? Like boundaries. Really, I do not want to shit where I eat anymore. It just complicates things. And now, especially with Moan, no way will I jeopardize that because this community and this mission is too important. Um, so that's where I am. What would you say is the main like business statement or mission statement, whatever, of Moan? 
Um, so this is a practice I did uh, early on, and this was kind of like the North Star for me and modeling, like, and still remains so today. It's that, you know, our mission is to provide a safe and inclusive place to talk about sex. That's really it. Like, that's very simple and clear. Uh, but the outcome of that mission is that we can be that resource for anyone in middle America to the Middle East to have a place and a community and a resource to come to and talk about sex in an open format uh, with a supportive and inclusive community. Um, so again, like while the mission is very clear and succinct, uh, the outcome of that and what we really hope to achieve and what we are achieving is much greater. It really is a global impact that we hope to make uh, and that we are making so far. And we're having people come in from Egypt. We're having people come in from the Middle East, uh, from all around the world, actually coming in and sharing experiences, uh, not only about being not only about their relationship dynamics, but also about how they're navigating this in their own country, their own culture, etc. So it's been really eye-opening. Oh my goodness. That I actually never thought about it that way because I thought that Moan, uh, like purely from observation, and I'm not on Moan all the time. Uh, so from the, sorry, I'm, I have a life outside of an app. <laughs> uh, no, but from what I've observed in the rooms I've, I've been in, it's mostly been like, North American. So to hear you say there are users from the Middle East coming in or like countries where homosexuality or any sort of quote unquote deviant sexual behavior is illegal or forbidden, that's really interesting to me. Yeah, um, we had a chat the other day with someone from Egypt who was explaining their relationship dynamic and their kinks uh, and how pursuing that would essentially be a death penalty not only just frowned upon, but actually punishable where they are. Which is insane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Believe me, I know it's insane. So crazy. Uh, but hearing this stuff, it's it's really moving because, you know, we had someone also sign in the other day. He's from India. And he was saying that he's never actually spoken his desire out loud before to other people because there's never been a safe place for him to talk about it. He said he has dipped his toe in the conversation but then was then was called weird and something else. I can't remember. Basically, he was shunned and, and shamed for even dipping his toe into the conversation. And so when he came on the other day saying that, it was really moving because I joined the chat and started obviously talking to him. And that was something really interesting. And so to kind of go back to you know the, the impact that I see us having and that we are having is we've had people come out as bisexual. We've had people come out as gay for the first time. We have had people also kind of reform their negative their, their sex negative uh, perception of certain kinks and whatnot, right? They kind of reformed that after engaging with the community and engaging with people. So going from more of an incel mentality to, wow, this is different. This is not how you should treat women. This is not how you should. You mean to tell me that women don't owe me sex? <laughs> Whoa. Even as a gay man, they owe me what? sex. <laughs> no way. I do not believe you one second. <laughs> <laughs> that's so wild so you you can like well for those of you who don't know moan is like uh audio only so or audio so it's like you speak into the mic there's rooms and everything so it's really interesting to hear you say that there are people that are audibly on this journey that you're finding out that like wait hold on Maybe yeah. I shouldn't be shitty to women. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was someone who came in here, and I'm, I'm obviously I'm not going to out any users, but, you know, Tim, I think anyone who's ever had to come out as other knows the power in, in, in using your voice and speaking something in the power, right? So, like, just coming out, you can write that down on a piece of paper, but it's not the same as saying, I'm gay, I am bi. Once you do that, it takes a whole new meaning to you, and so that's why I think also this platform is so powerful for all different communities to come on here and have the opportunity to really say who they are and, and, and sometimes for the first time, right? And that 
helps reframe a lot of the way in which they're approaching the situation. It's not just jerking off, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I record this while I'm actually jerking off under the table. No, I'm kidding. Hands-free, 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 I promise. Hand check. <laughs> Although I have done that in a recording and it was consensual, but well, you'll know. People will know when I release the episode. It was very much a flirtatious one. Oh God, it was actually with another Moan user. Oh, can you uh, please put that in the library? <laughs> uh, you know what? When I publish it, yes, uh, it's very. It was a very hot conversation, and we're planning on uh, hooking up. Like by the time this is going to come out, we've probably hooked up how many times? I will tell you who it is when I hit recording off. But um, <laughs> thanks to your app, Kale, oh. I. I was able to not only book a guest, but to book a hookup. <laughs> I'm so happy about this. <laughs> See, we're bringing communities together. <laughs> yes, it's international dick. <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. Hey, you sick motherfuckers. I've got a special treat for you. Need a new toy to spice up your sex life? Head over to loveshop.ca slash sexedmonton and get yourself a cock ring, a dildo, a vibrator, or even a life-sized sex doll. (laughs) Damn, I guess love really does come in all shapes and sizes. Get 15% off your entire order when you use code sexedwithtim at checkout. They're shipping to all of Canada and the United States because North America is horny. That's loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and use code sexedwithtim for 15% off your entire purchase. Happy orgasm! Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me, 25% off, and cherry on top, free shipping, oh my god, I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and girl, I'm wearing it right now, I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there, and I'm on the train, I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. The show is about to begin. Yes. When you think of these audio-only rooms, you think like conversations and just like, you know, it sounds kind of just talk talk yap 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 but what does moan do differently that other conversation audio only apps do yeah so there's a number of things and we put a lot of consideration into the features but the positioning and also again our mission and so looking like taking a step back and looking at some of the other apps out there we realized that okay they are every conversation they are touching on politics or touch on crypto a lot of crypto religion like all kinds of stuff and sex was such a small sliver of that and we realized there was obviously a need for it and a desire for it but they weren't really servicing this community after doing enough research and then doing enough outreach i realized well huh i after after looking what was out there looking at what was out there and seeing that again this this community was either being you know silenced or being blocked or or were you silent or silenced yeah (laughs) (laughs) we realized wait there's there's something here and so for us again we 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 looked at that said okay well we don't want to be every conversation we just want to be every conversation on sex so fuck crypto unless it ties back to sex (laughs) crypto sex ooh well, we, well, then it comes to, you know, let's talk about crypto in terms of, no one, I don't think anyone wants to be paid in crypto right now. No. <laughs> sex work or anything like that, right? So if we're going to be talking about these other topics, let's figure out how it ties back to sex or sexuality 
are in some way that will, and well, sex will touch your life, right? So point is, we realize we need to have a focused topic and a focused community and not just every community because that was just too much to, one, too much to manage. And also it would fall apart. And you can see what's happening on other apps right now. It's a complete mess. Um, and so for us, we had, a, we, we had a clear focus. And then we also set up clear community guidelines as well to ensure that anyone who comes here knows what they're here for, right? And you can see in the onboarding process, it was very deliberate to ensure that those community guidelines were very clear and upfront. And part of that, those community guidelines are no racism, no transphobia, no homophobia, no bigotry, no harassment of any kind, right? That is upfront, not going to do it, not going to tolerate it. And so, yeah, not only was it a focus, also it was guidelines. Then we also looked at um, privacy, right? So some of the other apps were fetching your contacts. We don't do that. That's a big no-no. Um, yeah, that's so and we creepy also and weird. Understand that, yeah, and we also understand that the topic of sex, unfortunately, still is taboo. It is. It's, it's talking about sex is taboo. Uh, not for us and not for the users alone, but unfortunately it is. And so for us, we want to ensure that there was a safe place. And the way we make it safe, apart from having a focused community and community guidelines, it was also offering anonymity to users. So in case you did want to bring you know, your following from another platform or build a brand here, you can. But also, if you wanted to come here and just kind of like lurk and see if it's for you, you can do that as well. And then we took that a step further and was like, huh. So we're already anonymous. We have that opportunity. But there will also be create there will also be creators on this platform who may be bigger names, right? And, and that's happening already. Bigger name uh, creators who are coming on or experts who are coming on who may want to join a room or joining conversation but not want to out themselves. It's so like, well, how can we still allow them to bring their community here and yet still lurk or, you know, participate in these rooms? Peep, without? Peeping Toms. Exactly. How do we do that? And so we've built out the privacy feature as well. So users can toggle on and off their privacy mode. So privacy mode essentially is a feature that allows a user to join a room. They can't speak because we want to protect the community. They can join rooms and listen in um, and you can browse privately without outing yourself. And you can toggle that on and off as you please. So that way, you know, you're not always in private mode. But if you're an expert or if you're just interested in, in a conversation that's happening, say, around fisting, you don't want to out yourself as being someone who's into fisting or into chat. <laughs> what you can do is go into private mode and join that room, you know? And so for us... I am proudly a fisting bottom, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of topics on Moan that, that you know, they really kind of run the, the spectrum of, you know, very vanilla to very, very hardcore taboo and there is there is i think an opportunity for people to explore that and not all not not every time will someone want to i don't know out themselves if they're interested in this topic whether or not they're interested in it sexually they're interested in the topic and so we wanted to make sure we protected those users so to answer your question there were a number of ways in which we wanted to differentiate ourselves but also provide value and at the end of the day it comes back to value and our mission statement Mm-hmm. And also, I also I find it interesting that it's not just like conversations in the traditional sense, but like there's a room, there are rooms that pop up that's just like a moaning contest or <laughs> like a jerk off instruction room. I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> like, what app am I on? <laughs> yeah, I find that I'm clutching my pearl necklace right now. Oh boy. <laughs> No, I don't have a pearl necklace. I have the pearl, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just a jizzy neck. Oh, my God. A runny necklace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so cool. And, like, you learn so many things from just being a user. And I'm wondering, Kale, for you personally, what are some of the things that you've learned uh, through using the app? Like, your sex education, how has it evolved from, like, younger Kale in Texas to Kale now? Well, I've always been a very curious person, not only just in sexuality, <laughs> in my own sexuality, but just in general about learning, uh, not only from other people, but just about shit, you know, I'm, I'm curious. And so for me, I think, you know, I came into the app and into the community with a pretty good understanding of sex, sexuality, sex, ed, etc. But what I didn't know much about was past the one-on-one stuff, right? I knew what I liked. I knew what I've done. I knew what I would like to do. Uh, but once you take a step past, you know, some of the initial sex ed stuff, there's a whole other world out there that you can learn about. And that's BDSM. That is, you know, the different elements of BDSM, different relationship dynamics, polyamory, 
Um, also cuckolding, which as you know, is a very big topic on the app as well. So for me, I, I again, I, I grew up in a, in a family that was very progressive, very sex positive. I, you know, a previous job I had, I was a CMO at a med tech and health tech startup. So a lot of what we did there, we worked with all these different experts, you know, to launch the company, we worked with every expert under the sun you can imagine that touches on health or sex to figure out how we make the topic of sex palatable for everyday Americans. And so again, I came into a moment with a very good understanding of sex ed 101. 201, though, was something I didn't understand, which was again, the relationship dynamics, etc. And so since since you know, starting Mona being here, my my evolution again kind of goes back to understanding my own identity and knowing that I don't need to really fit in a box, right? That like I'm gay because I want to be, I want to date a man. And so therefore I'm gay. I can't be any other identity. And I'm happy with that, but it's so much more freeing to know that, yeah, I can say that I'm homo romantic and sexually fluid. And that's an identity that I didn't have before or didn't have the words for before. So I guess, again, it's, it's more that I have, my eyes have been open to a whole new world of possibilities. Your third eye is wide <laughs> open right now. <laughs> yeah, my third eye has been open to a whole new world of possibilities just by claiming an identity that I had that didn't know didn't have the words for. So yeah, uh, my understanding of sex, sexuality, sex ed has definitely uh, been impacted from being in Moan, but also being like, holy shit, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> What was that moment for you? What was that holy shit you can do that? Can you provide an example? Well, I think not that you can do that. It was more that there were, and it kind of goes back to, uh, you know, cuckolding, because this was something that I didn't, I didn't know so much about. I had participated in a cuckolding, like a situation, a cuckolding sexual experience my past. Wait, I didn't, know, I didn't have. Uh, sorry, hold that thought. Can you define cuckolding for the audience, please? So, cuckolding is essentially when uh, there uh, one partner gets sexual gratification by either watching, hearing about, or knowing their their partner is having some type of sexual relationship with someone else. Right. So a plus. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it can go. And there's a, it's a whole spectrum, right? So mm-hmm. for me, again, it was more. I, I didn't know what cleanup was. And that was something that I learned on Mom. Clean up? Yeah, clean up. As in just like wiping down surfaces? With your mouth and her vagina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or in his, or, you know, in his butt. So basically it's, it's clean up is, you know, going down on your partner after they have um, had sex with somebody else. And they have- <laughs> I have never in my life heard it talk that way before. <laughs> I think it's also called felching. Felching? Okay, felching is a little bit different because isn't that like when you come in an orifice and then you like suck it out or whatever? I think it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Cleanup is so tame sounding. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I thought that you'd be like getting sexual gratification from pledge. Like I think that's a praise kink, but we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Cleanup. Oh, now that you, you say this, I remember a time very specifically when I was hired by a couple where the wife was the one that got off on cuckolding. So I was fucking her husband. And she was just at the foot of the bed uh, rubbing herself and just like playing around with her clit until she came. And okay, like, wow, it's really intimate and I totally understand where where you guys are coming from. I just like, I wasn't really aware of the terminology at the time. I was just a little 22-year-old boy. Um, (laughs) I didn't know anything. I'm just here to fuck and get my money. At 22, I was such a hoe. But that's a whole Yeah, yeah, finish that thought. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a whole Mm -hmm. other life. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We want to hear it, Kale. We want to hear it. At 22... Uh, Kel at 22 was living in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Having a lot of fun. We'll, we'll kind isn't, of that what isn't that what 20s are all about? Like exploring and like oh, and really 30s. finding I'm yourself? I'm in my 30s now. I'm having the best time ever. I mean, yeah. I mean, 30s are like your 20s, except you got adult money. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so much fun. And I, 
I'm still at the time of this recording. I'm 29, so by the time this is released, I'm going to be a decrepit old 30 year old. And <laughs> I know I'm so disgusting. I'm like a straight 30, but a gay invisible. Uh, <laughs> like you know, you know that saying where it's like you're straight skinny but gay fat. Like, it's so awful. <laughs> It's so I mean. That, I first heard that from a gay friend of mine in Austin when we first moved. We were in the pool together, and he was like, "How do you work out?" I'm like, "Oh, you look great." And I wasn't like trying to prevent him from going to work out, but the conversation was somewhere around that. And he was like, "No, no, you don't get it. Like, I'm a straight fit gay fat." I'm like, "I've never heard that before, and it's awful." But it's, it's honestly, it's accurate. It's awful. It's awful that it's accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's so disgusting and vile. And it's like nothing is worse than like gay men's standards on each other. And it's like, ugh, I'm exhausted. Can I just get some dick and go? <laughs> Do not care about these fucking labels because oh I have been through the entire spectrum of gayness. I've been a twink. I have been a muscle jock. I have been, I don't know, a wolf. I've been, been a like hole? a whole. I'm still a whole. Um, <laughs> proud of big gaping hole of the greater Toronto area. And I will fight anybody that tries to claim that title for themselves. <laughs> Uh, and like so and then of course the pandemic hits and my weight goes up and down and I'm all alone in the house so like right now my body is kind of like in this weird where is it kind of kind of situation so it's like I, I don't know where I fit in like which click do I go to am I a bear am I a twink am I like ah! and know, it's just so much pressure you know in the, in the early days of, uh, of moan and kind of figuring out you know some of the impact we could have there were several conversations I had with, uh, well, a lot of conversations I had with different communities. And one of them was with a very good friend of mine who's actually on loan today. Um, and, you know, we were talking about some of the issues that he's experienced dating. He is, uh, he's half Chinese, half American. Um, so he's mixed race. He's from uh, the Bay Area, lives in Los Angeles, has for a very long time, very handsome man. Uh, very cool guy, very good friend. Introduce me, please. Yeah, I will. <laughs> you know, he was, uh, you know, we were chatting about his experience dating in Los Angeles and not just dating Los Angeles, but being a gay man who's half Asian, uh, you know, using Grindr in his, in his dating apps. And he was saying the amount of issues he's had and the racism he's faced as well. And he's like, you know, these are issues that not only I experience, but a lot of other people in marginalized communities experience within the gay community. He's like, these are things we're not talking about. The racism that we experience, that we all, you know, a marginalized community further marginalizing the own community. Uh, and and these are topics that we weren't really talking about except for in our own like, little echo chambers of people who, you know, who we know. But sadly, I had heard of it, but we hadn't really had that many discussions about it. Uh, because again, like even that topic's kind of taboo. It's like, shit, like, you know, it's a heavy topic. Not really taboo, it's just more of a heavy topic. And so... Hearing it from him firsthand and being able to talk to him about it and his experience and how it made him feel. And then and then also talking to another friend of mine who's in the trans community. She was saying, you know, Kel, if you can help the trans community's life suck 1% less, I'm all on board. Uh, and understanding the type of like issues that they experience as well. Uh, and so all of this is to say that, you know, one of the goals with Lone was to provide a safe place, obviously, but also to bring communities together. Um, so we can talk about these things and learn from each other. Because if we live in our own echo chambers, we can't really move the needle, right? We can't learn from each other if we're only talking with, our, with people who are like us. And so, yeah, that was kind of one of the the early conversations and moments and impact that we could have is that we can talk. We now have a place to talk about these things and address them and hopefully move it forward, right? And get the knowledge and get the language that we need to help move this conversation forward, whether or not it or racism within the community or racism or, or homophobia within the BIPOC community or, you know, discrimination against trans people or, you know, fetishization of black bodies within the, you know, different lifestyle. Like there's so many issues that we could talk about that we're not. And I think now we have one. Yeah. Now the moan is present. We can actually have these really important conversations and on a much more global scale, because I'm pretty sure that 
even before moan or apps or whatever these kinds of conversations were still happening uh but i would imagine to like a much more local scale because like it would just be like you know gays kikiing at the yeah. bar and like complaining or like going on uh i don't know aol or whatever <laughs> but now i don't know <laughs> i'm so young and ignorant <laughs> Um, I had MSN, I had AOL, I had Friendster. Oh my God, MySpace! Like, wow. Uh, so yeah, like is is like we did have those kinds of conversations, but not to the same impact that Moan is aiming and uh, achieving, right? So I remember this one time when I first came to North America and I opened Grinder, and I'm, I'm still like exploring my sexuality. And then I saw very explicitly this profile that said, no fats, no femmes, no Asians. And I was oh like, whoa. <laughs> like that's okay when? to say, and that's like culturally acceptable to say within your profile is be so openly discriminatory yeah Yeah. it it, it like blew my mind i was like uh, okay i guess i'm gonna move on (laughs) and then to to have that experience in person like when when i went to a gay bar for the first time because uh when i'm all tidied up and everything like back in my escorting days i look very mixed race and then they would always try to figure out what race i am and when they find out i'm asian all of a sudden they go through all of these like stereotypes like oh small dick you're probably a bottom which is like i'm i'll let you hire me to find out but yeah but like you know because i was like asian i and they fetishized me i fucking played into that they ate that shit up with a spoon oh my god you're an asian boy oh my god please let me i was like all right you're gonna have to pay me extra for that uh so to, so to like <laughs> race plays another topic we talked about a mono exactly race plays another topic which is why i find it so interesting and it's very important that this these kinds of conversations are being had on a much more global scale rather than your local kikis at the bar or like um whatever you see on your nearest grid it's like it, it, the only way we can make any sort of global impact and lasting change is to have these kinds of conversations in a safe space in and also in a space that allows for these kinds of conversations now what i'm wondering because of the nature of the topic of like racial preference or something like that or whatever how does moan then ensure that these spaces remain safe because you kale you can't just like go in and out of every single room because you're not on the app 24 fucking seven. Right. Right. So we have a number of things in place to keep Mon a safe place. Uh, we're taking a number of steps further as well. Um, like we're, we're doing a lot right now. Actually we're, we're pushing code live every day uh, right now, but some of the early things we, uh, we, we have in place is one, we partner with a number of featured users, right? I think we have over right now, over 50 featured users. You're one of them, but users who we trust, who, who have who we vetted, who we who you know that really align with the brand of Mom in every way. So you know we have there's always generally one featured user in a room because right now as you know we have I think right now we're, we're there's about ten to fifteen rooms firing up a day um, and there's more happening every day which is great uh, and because we're we're growing organically that was the point right so we wanted to make sure that every feature we rolled out was going to add value and then we kept the community safe and the integrity of the community was intact. And so, yeah, featured users was a big play, but also there's opportunity for you to flag a user. You can flag a room. We get immediate notifications, um, and then we can look into it. Oftentimes, if it's done by a featured user, we can look into their complaints, and we can block that user um, from coming back onto the app. Uh, we're pushing code live right now, which I can't say too much about because it is uh, it is you know, confidential to the company, but we are taking a number of steps. Fine, I can't get insider information. <laughs> this is an exclusive interview. Yeah, there are a number of things we're doing as well to to take those steps uh, a bit further and, and add more protective layers uh, and more control to the users to you know keep keep the community safe, right? Because um, we know that right now we've had such an incredible community uh, come on board. We've had almost like virtually zero problems uh, until just uh, we've had like very small, small amounts of problems, um, and it's nothing that's like unmanageable but again once we see these pop up like okay great here's where we need to you know act to ensure that 
everything stays safe. Here's where we need to, you know, add more layers here to make sure that, you know, the users are complete control and that we we're supporting that. So, um, yeah, to, I guess to answer your question, we rely a lot right now on self-moderation from the community, but also our community guidelines that are in place, flagging rooms and also us on the back end being able to block users as needed. And also I feel like the, the fact that there are featured users present, uh, it really shows like, um, hey, this is how you should conduct yourself. Yeah, Don't be a exactly. fucking asshole and go dropping your isms left and right like yeah, some exactly. sort of jerk, right? <laughs> now, that said, why did you come to me? <laughs> I found your Twitter first, I think it was. Think oh, it was, did you? I think it was what, Gay Slutfound or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's my personal <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I saw you did sex ask. Okay, this is great. Oh, he also does, he already creates content. Oh, well, he's like right in line. Your content was really funny. I really enjoyed it. And I was like, this would be, he'd be a really great addition to the community just to like, one, be present and like add your funny Spencer. Because again, I knew the comedy you were already bringing from you know, your post and your content, you would bring them on. And so I was hoping that, you know, when we did approach you, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll come on board. And then it's delivered sense. So thank you for being part of the community. Because again, like you're, you're bringing a lot of fun to the community and like a lot of levity to conversations that sometimes, you know, can be, um, you know, heavy. And I, I think one, the community appreciates, but I, I also appreciate you being part of the community because one, I fucking met you and also we're having this conversation now. Yes. Uh, I would say, yeah, I'm me personally. I mean, we talk about the app and how great the app is, but, I always go back to, you know, saying it's really, you know, honestly, fuck the app. The app's technology. It's the community we're building. And this app would be nothing without the community, the people. Um, and so it's people like you and so many other users who are part of the community that are making what it is. And so for that, I'm eternally grateful for everyone who has joined the community and who is, one, helping move the conversation forward, but also bringing different perspectives and, and, and making this an actual thriving, engaged community. Oh, thanks, Gail. You're so nice. I'll suck your dick later. Um, <laughs> if that's what you were asking with all those compliments, I get it. You just have to ask. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I love that there is a focus on community. Uh, and my next question then is, how many people or like like what does it take to to build an app to regulate uh this kind of global movement like who's on your team how do you make sure that everyone is on the same page yeah so um you know i've been running teams for quite some time uh i've run departments i've launched companies i've hired full teams before so i came into this with a lot of experience and also a really great network of people that i knew that i've worked with previously that i trusted and so i think at the beginning stages it's it's understanding that one you have an idea that you can communicate one that you're passionate about and then also having one person <laughs> a critical team member who you can convince that we can pull this off and that's kind of what i did i mean i brought in my co-founder who's the cto um and he he runs our tech team um like expertly he's, he's fucking incredible uh but he and i have been friends for over six or seven years and I've been pushing work his way for all these years and so finally I had this crazy idea and I was like hey what do you think about this and it sounds cool but let me think about it like let me think about it because like everyone has to take a moment of pause before jumping into sex right that's that's just what it is I mean the conversations on sex are taboo as we talked about and so when you decide to enter that space publicly it's like okay like, am I going to lose friends? Am I going to lose opportunity? And quite frankly, we've only seen opportunity, which has been fucking amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so with that said, what, what it takes to build a team uh, or build, moan, to do what we're doing, it's just the two of us. And then we have a team of developers that he runs. And then I am, uh, and we have like a social person who does some stuff here and there. But primarily, it's just the two of us uh, doing this every day. What in the Silicon Valley is happening here? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It really I mean, does sound like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're working with a lot of uh, we're working with a lot of really great people. 
uh, and really great organizations who are helping us grow the community. But in terms of the internal workings of Moan, it's a small team. Yes, we have a full-time iOS team. We have a full-time Android team. We have project managers. But in terms of the core team, it's the two of us. That probably helps with like logistics and everything. And like, I got myself, my partner, and like we're all we're both on the same page. We're both sex positive, and we you share that common vision of what Moan has to share for the world. And he's straight. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's straight. So he's Holy boring. Yeah, <laughs> he has a wife and a child coming. That's so weird. He's actually based in India as well, and so yeah, so our time. So we're 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 twenty four seven team. Or 24 hour team where I will work throughout the day while I'm kind of signing off. He's coming on. We touch base, do a handoff, and kind of go from there. And I then, just don't understand heterosexuality. <laughs> I, I don't. I know you said you're sexually fluid, but like I just do not get it. It is. I don't understand the logistics behind it. Like which penis goes in which butt. Just try to you just try- <laughs> <laughs> The way that you held your fingers like a pussy in front of your mouth. <laughs> Sorry for being crass. I, I forget that we're crass. Have you have you heard the show, Kale? This is the exact definition of crass and disgusting. No, but I also like want to commend you for your sexual fluidity because not a lot of gay guys own up to that because it's like there's this whole label of like gold star gay, and it's like just because you've been with a woman or are still interested in some women that automatically diminishes your gayness and it's like mm. well, you know it's interesting it, it took a lot of again it took a lot of work uh for that but my uh, you know several of my partners before they were with women for very long-term and very long-term partnerships being with partners who are also who have also been you know with women are sexually fluid it, it make it that difficult to kind of you know for us to talk about it like yeah that'd be fun to be together right but that'd be a lot of fun Mm. Uh, and so in a minute yeah. you're gonna need a sentimental man or woman to pump you up <laughs> yeah so again i think it's just about talking about it and having people you're comfortable talking about it with and i think you know at the end of the day communication is so important um and that's why again moment i think is so special to me and so many people is that there's now a place to talk about this shit i think so too what do you want the listeners to take away from, if anything, uh, about Moan or like the the conversations that are being had around sexuality? I think there's a space for everyone on the platform. Um, there's a space for every conversation. We just ask that you come curious and come kind and come on my face. <laughs> just come. <laughs> just come. Come wherever, whenever. I think that's that's enough of an ask right there. Come. Uh, <laughs> Come, come to Moan and, and know that this is a sex-positive community. It's a supportive community. It's a place where you can really find people like you with similar interests, but also find new interests that you maybe didn't know about um, because you haven't had the opportunity to really explore. Um, and now there's a place for that. So, yeah. Well, yay! Come through <laughs> self-discovery. Oh, my God, Kale. That is so great and so amazing. And... Uh, we're just about out of time, but before we wrap up, and everybody knows I hate to wrap up anything. Um, <laughs> condom, I barely know him. Sponsored by Scoby. <laughs> Sponsored by Trojan? No, thank you. Scoby. <laughs> ah, Scoby. No, I raw dog it every single time. <laughs> I do not have any protection because I hate myself. No, I'm kidding. Please protect if you want. Um, <laughs> I always said I'm, I'm a certified sex educator, but I'm not a good one in any sense of the word. Just don't take um, my advice. <laughs> just don't take my advice. Do the exact opposite of everything I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Kale, before we wrap, I have a segment on the show, uh, and I only do this for guests that I actually enjoy. Um, so you're one of them. <laughs> uh, this segment... This segment is called Naughty or Nice, so I will let you pick without knowing what's coming up. Do you want to go Naughty or Nice? Naughty. Naughty? So (laughs) Naughty first is uh, a game called Red Flags. You're going to go on a date, and you have to justify why this date is 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 worth our time, okay? Uh, I'm going to give you three... Why do you want to... Yes. Yeah, you're going to be a red flag apologist. Why this red flag is worth going on this date. I'm going to give you three different qualities in this date. And 
one of them is going to be a red flag. So you're going to have to fight for this date, okay? <laughs> so the first date we're going to go on is that <clears throat> uh, you're not going to age while you date him, okay? okay. You'll never age while you date him. The next is that he's completely blind to your flaws. That's sweet. But he's a sleep puncher. <laughs> Here's the thing: you're never going to age, and he's blind to your flaws, such as perhaps uh, a big gaping hole. So, as a sleep puncher, it's really beneficial to you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you describe that as a flaw. <laughs> That's so rude. Only if it doesn't close in the sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's a gape while asleep. <laughs> Just permanently open, like it's like, a like a fuck, like a fucking Walgreens. Oh my god! Or you know what? It's how about uh, this? Um, your flaws is you have a prolapse, and he helps you punch it back in. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone in the science community confirm that that a punch is going to shut what me up? Never, never take my advice. Not a therapist. <laughs> Just as we started this with, I will end it as well. I am not a therapist. Do not give advice. <laughs> Please, neither of us are qualified in any way to give out advice. All right, fine. I will go on this day. Jeez, but okay, okay, I'll think no, no, about no, no, no. it. Okay, well, also, you're into BDSM. Or you're into, like, rough play. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but during my sleep, girl, I need to stay beautiful. Well, we have I've only got so much time. Consent, non-consent, so... <laughs> I'm not consenting to getting punched in my fucking sleep. <laughs> I need to knock the fuck out. Oh, okay, well, maybe you know what? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked right into that one, too. Eh? If I wake up in the middle of the night, he'll punch me out. <laughs> That's uh, all right, fine. Dream boyfriend. All right. <laughs> wow. Uh, bachelor number two. Uh, he volunteers with elderly people. Uh, he gives billions to your favorite charity. So he's very much into charity work. Uh, but guess what? His college nickname was Puke Crotch. <laughs> mm. okay, Are you going to want to dig into this history? Uh. <laughs> uh. He sounds like a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how. <laughs> well... On the upside, he's got money. And on the upside, you have a choking fetish. <laughs> <laughs> so it really works out. <laughs> oh my god. Kale, just All read me the films. <laughs> All these things people will learn about me if they sign up for Moan. It is, <laughs> or they just listen to this goddamn godforsaken show. I don't know why I still have this. Fuck's sake. <laughs> so, how would you, so how would you answer it, either of those? Uh, oh my god. That's a good question. I mean, listen. I love charitable people. Uh, but guess what? College nickname? I think I can... I hope to not be curious enough to be like, let's leave that in the past. Uh, what if your name was just a typo for Luke Watch? Right? And it was just a typo in the college admission that it was puke crotch. Um, so all is forgiven at that point, right? I was actually just looking at my keyboard and being like, wait, that's, that's, uh, that could actually happen, the PNL. Luke <laughs> Watch, right? Yeah, so I'm hoping. It could have just been a typo in the admissions paper, puke oh, crotch. So we went about this entirely like different ways because I thought because we were going naughty that we had to keep the theme of it being a naughty, um, of us defending it in, like, this naughty way. I mean, like, the whole naughty part of this you is, like, it's a red flag. flag. You went very yeah. I did, and that's so... like, oh, because, because he's That's so... Not on brand, not on brand for oh, me. That was but so not on brand. <laughs> I know. What's wrong with me? Am I turning into some fucking vanilla nonsense loser? What? <laughs> uh, I mean, vanilla is my favorite ice cream. I love it. Uh, and 
you know what? Maybe it's time for a change. Who knows? It's like by the time this release, it's twenty twenty three. New New Year, New Tim. We'll we see. We all we can. I'm devolving. <laughs> <laughs> I am rapidly decrepit and aging, like not even wine, just like cheese. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so the nice portion of this game is actually quite wholesome. Um, and there are just like questions about sex and just like really uh, asks of you to like dig a little deeper. So the first question I have here is what's the closest you've felt to somebody without touching them? I said my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, there's no right answer to this. That's so sweet. No, no, I, uh, I don't know. I, I've, I mean, I've had so, I've had long distance relationships with partners in the past. So I would say that that could be qualifying for, for this answer. But, you know, I wasn't really great at long distance relationships. There's a lot of two hours on the phone, hour, 45 minutes of it was fighting, 15 making up. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just communication then. Huh? Just like a really good communication skills have made you feel close to someone. Yeah. I guess it's communication skills. Yeah. Um, I guess when someone's open and honest with me, I think that is such a turn on. Uh, when someone's just, not just a turn on, but also just makes me feel close when someone is just unapologetically honest uh, about something that, you know, they, um, that's important to them, you know? I've had partners tell me about, you know, their status. I've had partners tell me about, uh, you know, their, you know, their family dynamics and, you know, how their parent has been lost. So, I mean, things like that. That's so um, hot. Talk to me about your trauma. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sexy. What is that called? It's like, uh, was it trauma? Trauma bonding? bonding? <laughs> yeah. Mm. God, trauma that's bondage. That, that's my king. Trauma. Trauma? <laughs> <laughs> that is my kink. I want to hear how your father walked out on you at four years old. Sexy. Oh my god, nothing makes me come faster than hearing about domestic abuse stories. <laughs> oh, that's so hot to me. Is it love or is it trauma bonding? We'll never know. Um, <laughs> I need help, people! Find me another therapist! <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Alright, let's move on to the last question before I get cancelled any further. Um, <laughs> what do you think you are searching for through sex? Well, at one point when I was younger, it was affirmation. And then as I got older, um, sleep. <laughs> Girl, same. Same. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Can I just go to bed after? <laughs> yeah. Or like, where's the nearest restaurant after this? Because I am hungry. I did a full bottom cleanse and now I am starving. <laughs> I haven't eaten in 14 hours. <laughs> yeah, truly. So I've done my job as a bottom. Now time to feed me. Now feed me. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Oh my God. I get it. Uh, but for me, uh, I, I, I look for like genuine connections through sex. Uh, like, I guess it's because the nature of uh, gay relationships and same sex relationships. It, it, it is very hypersexualized. So for me, as I've discovered through my own sexual journey, I use sex not only for a maintenance kind of situation, but also to find genuine connections. And I've actually made really good friendships through sex. There was this one time a couple of weeks ago where I was at a sex party. My friend, uh, who was moving away from Toronto, going to North Carolina, he hosted a huge sex party at his house. And I was bent over, and then I just felt a dick inside of me, and I totally was consenting, that's fine. And then we were having a good time. I turned around, and I saw a stranger I've never met before. And I'm like, oh my god, you're fucking me so good. I give my give out my hand, and I'm like, 
I'm Tim. Nice to meet you. It's like, I'm David. It's been a pleasure fucking you. Uh, uh. <laughs> we've been friends ever since. So <laughs> We've had coffee. We've been to the movies. It was just a nice little thing. So, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you can have sex without all the emotions, and you can have sex with the emotions, however you want. I yes, just yes, found it. It can only be transactional. This is what it is. We're just fucking. That's all. I it mean, is. yeah, transactional. I busted out the Square app and like, here's your card and then <laughs> I, I sign on the dotted line. Like <laughs> QR code on the back of my shoulder. Sign on the dotted line. You are going my lower back. <laughs> Deliveries in. Target. That's the new full target. Instead of tribals, it's a QR code with your with your Venmo and Cash App. Honestly, that is a smart idea. Where was this when I was escorting? I would always be like Cash up front. Oh my god! I'm gonna come out of escorting retirement just to get a QR code of my Venmo and Cash App. My link tree is there and everything. It's gonna be lit. I'm gonna be rolling in dough. Oh my god. Thank you for that idea. I'm totally stealing that. I'm not giving you any credit whatsoever. You have enough success. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Kale, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. And one day I hope you can come on my face. Uh, but. <laughs> Um, I, I sincerely hope that we can connect in person at some point. I will be uh, in and out of the United States the same way I'm in and out of how many guys I can't even uh, remember. But uh, to all the people that have made it this far into this chaotic ass conversation, do you have any like parting words, words of wisdom? Let them let them have I it. Anything chaos. to plug? I love the chaos. Oh wait. I have to I have to end it off the way I usually end it off. It's please make like a butt and plug away anything you want the audience to find. So uh, with that said, we are on Android and we are on iOS. So find us in the app stores. Uh, you can search the Bone app, T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P, and you can find us uh, yeah, on all the, all the platforms. <laughs> you said PP. Um, <laughs> Well, oh my God, thank you again, Kale, for putting up with my insanity and uh, my semi-drunkenness. <laughs> so, and to all the listeners that have made it this far into this insane episode, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I will see you at the next one. Bye. Mwah. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at SexEdWithTim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah!